The Florida Gators gave the Aggies the blueprint for how to take down the Tennessee Volunteers. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. We're going to talk about keys to a victory today for the Aggies. But the first thing we're going to kind of talk about is I think you've been given a blueprint for how to beat this, this Tennessee football team. Now, there's a key caveat here. We are also going to talk a lot about playing on the road. There's a lot of interesting stats on this that we're going to run through today. But the first key here is, like I said, you've been given the blueprint. Obviously, Florida was able to play Tennessee in the swamp. It was a home game. Crowd was was bumping. We know all that. But still, I think what they proved is this is a way you could beat this football team. So let's go through some of these stats on this game. So team stats from this game. The one that immediately stood out is this right here. Time of possession. Tennessee had the football for 22 minutes and 32 seconds. Florida had the ball for 37 minutes and 28 seconds. They had the ball the whole game. I mean, they had the ball the entire game. They also won the penalty battle. That's a big deal. Texas A&M's team has been penalized a whole heck of a lot this season. You don't want to be penalized a lot, especially in Neyland. It's just going to pump the crowd up more. It's going to make people louder. It's going to make this crowd more energized. So that's what we saw in this game for, for the Gators. Tennessee had 10 penalties for 79 yards. The Gators only had five for 30. They won the penalty battle. You know what else they won? The turnover battle. Florida didn't turn the football over once, and Tennessee did turn the ball over. So, And it was it happened to be an interception. So um, Milton throws a pick. Uh, Mertz keeps, takes care of the football. They don't put the ball on the ground. Um, and then running the football. Total yards. Tennessee had more total yards in this game. 387 yards to 349 yards. They have more yards. They have more yards through the air. 287 through the air, 166 for, for Florida through the air. It was on the ground where Florida won this football game, in my opinion. They had a buck 83 on the ground. Tennessee only had 100. Uh, they ran the ball 43 times in this game, Florida did, for 4.3 yards to carry. I think we have – this is a blueprint to win this game. We talk about – this game being on the road, we're going to talk in segment three. We're going to talk a lot about that the road losing streak and some scary numbers on it and why this is so important to snap it. We're going to talk about all that in segment three. But winning these battles that I just discussed on the road are a must. Winning the turnover battle, winning the uh, penalty battle, winning the time of possession battle, those are the little things that can lead to a win. And I think the other thing we've proved here, and I don't have this down as a key, but you could argue it is, is 
Max Johnson doesn't have to be great. He does not have to be great. He has to manage this football game well. If he can manage this football game well, I mean, really, if he can manage this football game well, I think the Aggies have a shot. Of course, I predicted Tennessee to win this game yesterday. You hate to say it, but knowing how well Tennessee's played historically, <laughs> excuse me, knowing how well Tennessee has played recently in Neyland, knowing how poorly the Aggies have played on the road, it's a little scary to take the Aggies in this game. But can the Aggies win? Yes, they can. But they're going to have to do a lot right in this crazy, crazy, crazy atmosphere. I think it's going to be a big deal, and we're a big deal, and we're going to talk about that being a key. Is you have to eliminate this crowd noise. So, but Florida has given the Aggies the blueprint for how you beat this football team. I, I'm I'm sure the coaching staff looked at that and said, "Okay, I'll tell you this right now: Florida is not okay, is not a good football team." If uh, if you disagree with that, let me know in the comments. I, I've taken a couple shots at Florida fans these last couple days. Um, so, Florida fans, I'm sorry. No disrespect, but I don't think Florida is a very good football team. I really do not. I don't. I think Graham Mertz is a very, very mid quarterback. Um, I, I think he's a starter, and I think our backup and Max Johnson's a better quarterback. So, point there is, if if that team can do this, this Texas A&M team can do it. Now, I get that there's a difference in playing in Kyle Field and playing in Neyland. It's a big difference. You know, t- Tennessee plays well at home, but. I think you can look at this, like I said, it's a blueprint. You can look at this and know, okay, these are the things we have to do and we have to do well to win this football game. So I think that's a, a, a good a good key here is, is just following the blueprint, blueprint the Florida Gators gave you in hopes that it'll help you win this football game. The next thing I have here, and it kind of comes off of that, we just talked about, but is run the football, establish it, and big plays on the ground. We've talked about how the Aggies have got to start running the football better. I, I do think that and we talked about this yesterday on our crossover with Locked On Vols host Eric Kane, but it does feel like Texas A&M has been a bit stat patty when it comes to running the football. You know what I mean? Um, I, I have to. I feel like a lot of their big run plays come in kind of not crazy important moments. But if you really think back on the season, have how many big run plays have the Aggies had? Like, I mean, that, you know what? That's actually, that's an interesting thing we're going to look up. We're going to look that up as we continue to talk here. But um, it's just, it's, this is, this is a game where if you don't run the football, I do think that they're going to be, it's going to be hard to establish the pass and establish all that. So let's, let's run through this now. Um, the long run of the day against New Mexico was 27 yards by Amari Daniels. That's, that's a long, that's a, that's a big play. Um, the long run of the day against Miami. I think there was a long run in that game, if I remember right. Nope. No, there was not. The long run of the day against Miami was 14 yards by Amari Daniels. Connor Wigman had a 13-yard run. The long run of the day for Ruben Owens was four yards. Against Louisiana Monroe, the long run of the day was 21 yards from Ruben Owens, 17 from Le'Veon Moss, uh, Wiggs had a 19-yard run against Auburn. This is the game, I believe, that somebody broke a big one, if I'm not mistaken. We're getting to the point where it's hard. Yeah, Amari Daniels had a 79-yard run in this game. And if I remember right, that was late in the ballgame when like, you kind of already had the game 
locked down. So 79 yards there against Arkansas, your long run of the game was well uh was 30 yards from from Le'Veon Moss and then against Alabama your long run of the game was nine yards nine yards was your long run of the game this is my point so you have that big one from Amari against Auburn then you have a 30 yarder against Arkansas but I mean Besides that, they have not been creating these massive thirty yards is is a long run. I, I mean, I'm not I'm not denying that, but I'm talking about just gash break one seventy five yards. That's part of the blueprint we talked about against Florida, or I'm sorry, against Tennessee. That Florida did. You pull that game up. I think ETN had a sixty seven yard touchdown run. Let's let me double check that. Yeah, uh, ETN had a. He had a – it was like 65. Let me double-check. 62-yard touchdown run in that game. Um. So, yeah, big plays are part of the blueprint we've talked about. you got to run the football well, and you got to create big plays. I think the lack of big plays on the ground – you're getting them through the air, which is great. You're getting them through some gadget plays, getting the ball in the, in the hands of your receivers quickly. But you've got to start getting them on the ground because at some point teams are going to figure out this offense, and it's going to be hard to move the football – and we've talked about Coach Trino's calling plays great. I, I love everything he's doing. I, I don't think the I think it's more execution than it is coaching. I think they just got it. The offensive line has to get angry, block well, and the, the running backs have to have to create big plays. Um, and then the last thing I have here is punch first and don't look back. Another part of the blueprint that Florida gave us. Um, was they in the first quarter, Tennessee at the end of the first quarter was up seven, six second quarter, Florida punched and they didn't look back 20 unanswered points in the third, in the second quarter to go up 26 to seven. Then Tennessee won the next two quarters, actually winning three to zero in the third and six to three in the fourth, but they punched and they didn't look back. And that is what it took for Florida in this game on the road. That's how you take the crowd out of it. You go into Neyland stadium and you score on your first two possessions, and you silence this crowd. That is how you're able to take down a big-time, a talented, good football team on the road that has been really successful at their place. Go throw the first punch. Go win, uh, go put a couple. Po- go put a touchdown in the field goal up. Go put two touchdowns up on the board and stop them a couple times. The crowd's going to look up and go, oh, wow, it's 14-0. It's 10-0. It's 17-3. We're in trouble. That is how you win this football game. Go put some points up early. Quiet the crowd. Take the crowd out of it. I think that is a real way to give yourself momentum and take this really impressive Neyland Stadium, Tennessee Volunteer crowd out of this football game. So those are the keys to a victory here for me. If y'all have any other keys, put them in the YouTube comments. This is a big football game. We'll talk about why in segment two, but this is a big football game. Let me know your thoughts on it. Your score predictions, I gave mine on yesterday's crossover show. Let me know your score predictions. Let me know your keys to a victory. We're going to talk about why these three road games are so important and which ones are winnable coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to access 
I'm sorry. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs is just a flat-out great tool. I love LinkedIn. It's a great place to if you're an employee looking for if you are an employer looking for employees, LinkedIn is going to give you a pool of incredible candidates. If you're an employee looking for a job somewhere, same thing applies. So it's just a great thing. Y'all got to check it out. If you're, if you're looking for a job or own a business, go check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So... In segment three, we're going to talk about this road streak that everybody's been seeing on social media. But before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit about the three games that are going to be coming up. LSU, well, Tennessee this week, LSU and Ole Miss. Those are the three games on your schedule that are really a little bit daunting. You know, am I scared of Mississippi State? Am I scared of South Carolina? At home, you know, not particularly. Am I scared of Abilene Christian? Not particularly. So there, I, I think you're at seven wins there. I feel pretty good about that. But seven wins, I mean, I guess the point here is these are going to be three, barring something crazy like Auburn beating LSU or somebody beating LSU that shouldn't or somebody beating Ole Miss that shouldn't. I know that they, they all have some big games coming up. But point is, these are going to be games where you're likely heading – to play a ranked opponent. Um, and you have to find a way to win a couple of these. Seven wins, like, it's going to get to the point where if you win seven football games, I know Connor Rigman got hurt. I know these things these things affected this team. These are, these are not good. There's a lot of things that have hurt this football team. But you still can't go seven and five right now. You cannot go seven and five with this football team. So you have to find a way to at least win one of these three games. I mean, I think that this Tennessee game, like I said, you're not going to be favored in any of these games on the road against likely ranked opponents. You are not going to be favored. So you have to find a way to beat a ranked opponent on the road in a game that you aren't favored in. I think that is going to be, a key to this ball game is, I mean, a key to this, to this season is you have to find a way to go. You, you worst case scenario, you have to go one and three. If you go one and three, that sets you up likely eight and four on the season. You play a pretty good bowl game. Hopefully win that nine and four. I know fans, everydayers. I know that nine and four with the bowl win wouldn't have us stoked, but at the end of the day, I take nine and four over five and seven any day of the week without a second thought, without a consideration. I know we can agree on that. Um, I know that we're in this win now mentality of, Hey, we have this talent. Now we need to win. Now I am too. I've talked a lot about a lot on the show about the 2024 season and my thoughts here. Uh, frankly, if you find a way to go nine and four with a bowl win, or 10 and three with the bowl win. I just think the excitement around next season would be through the roof. I, I get it, fans. I the mentality here for, for, for Aggie fans is this is hey, we are so tired of looking at, at, at talking next year. We're so tired about looking in the future. 
Um, I'm will. This is my my like I said. This is my statement on 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 this. I know this Alabama fan. I had I had an everyday comment say, "Hey Andrew, I'm sorry. I've missed out on the show. Um, these last couple of days, I've just been down about the Alabama loss. Y'all, I feel the same way. It is this one has taken a toll on me. I've not been. I've been just staring at the ceiling at night, trying to fall asleep, thinking, "Man, what if?" But, um, so I know that that people want to win right now. I know that people don't want to say, "Hey, next year." Nobody wants that. I get that. I'm not saying you should want that, but what I'm saying is this. I think 2024 could be special, and if it's not, then the conversations that people are alluding to that we don't like to talk about a ton here on Locked on Aggies will really spark up. So I think that the point here, the sum of all of this is you have to find a way to go one and three in these road games against ranked opponents. Two and three would be awesome. I think if I told y'all right now, if I said, listen, if I said, listen, y'all, we um, went, I'll be, yeah, okay, here's, we'll do this. You're going to finish the year nine and three with wins over Tennessee and Ole Miss and playing a good ball game. Would, would, would y'all, where we're sitting right now, would y'all take that? That's my question. I think that's a fair question. Where we're sitting right now, I would take that. I would take that because, frankly, I think that right now you're gonna you're looking at eight and four is is. A, a, I wouldn't say the best case scenario is nine and three with a with a bowl win, uh, or with, with ten three with a bowl win. But you have to win one of these road games. And like I said, right here in a minute on Lockdown Aggies, we're gonna talk about a stat from Carter Carroll's about how, frankly, crazy this um, road losing streak is. But point is. You're going to have to take down some of these teams at some point on the road. I think you got to find a way to win on Saturday. And I know it feels like it's been a topic the last like four weeks. Well, this stretch of three, you have to win this one. You have to win this one. Now that you've lost to Alabama, I think that Tennessee is the most gettable. I think atmosphere-wise, if you had to rank atmosphere, I'd probably go LSU and Tennessee neck and neck and then Ole Miss with a wide gap between them. Um, so the Tennessee and LA, but I think that football team wise, I think that the most beatable football team is Tennessee. If I had to rank that, I'd probably go Tennessee and then Ole Miss and LSU kind of right next to one another. So the crowd is going to be a factor in this football game, but I think that you have to find a way to win this football game. If you want to set up a potential nine and uh, nine and three season, which would take another win over a ranked opponent. But I think that's what it's going to take. So, we're just going to have to kind of see how this, this plays out. We're just going to kind of have to see how this team plays on the road on Saturday. It's going to be interesting. Um, but you've got some tough road games coming up soon um, throughout the rest of the year. You got you, and I talked about that. I said your four most difficult games of the season, three of them are on the road. And at that time, I wasn't even really aware of the road losing streak, to be brutally honest with you. I mean, that is just um, – th- that just adds to it so – you got to make a move and you got to make a move now if you want to have a successful end to your 2023 season. So I think that starts with the win over Tennessee. I'm not predicting it, but I think the Aggies can win this football game if they go take Florida's blueprint and play the game the right way. We're going to talk about this road losing streak, some crazy numbers from it, and can the Aggies snap it soon coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. 
But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So this stat from Carter Carroll's beat uh, writer for the Aggies. Seven-game losing streak, of course, we know that. That's the, that's the number that's been floating out. We've all heard that. No Jimbo Fisher coach team has beaten a ranked opponent on the road since 2016. 2016. I mean, tw- I mean that is a long time ago. You know, that is a long time ago. And the reason that that number is so, frankly, scary to me is it's as simple as this. Like I just got done talking about, you have three ranked road opponents coming up. If you lose all of those games, we're talking about seven and five, which for those optimistic thinkers out there, hey, I appreciate y'all optimistic thinkers. I like to say I'm one too. That is still an improvement from what we saw last year. You're still going to be in a bowl, hopefully finish your eight and five with a bowl win. But I don't think that's where you should be based on your talent level. So what this says to me is you got to find a way to snap this streak now. You have got to snap it because here's the deal. If you don't, if you lose to Tennessee, oh, there's another game to the tally. And if you lose to Ole Miss, there's another loss on the road. To, and it's just going to keep building and building and building and become more and more and more of a topic and get more and more in the players and coaches' heads. you got to just snap it now. Snap it while it's barely a talking point. Get rid of it. End it right now. That's two streaks done. No Fisher teams beaten a, road, a ranked road opponent since 2016, and a seven-game road losing streak is snapped. Bang, if you win on Saturday. End it. Go win this football game. I, I don't. Um, I think you can do it. I think Tennessee's a good football team. I think they have a little bit, like the Aggies, underperformed the expectations that they've had for the season just based off their – um, lost to Florida. Like I said, Florida, while they, I think, gave us a um, they gave us a blueprint for how to win this game, it, it's just not – Florida's not a good football team. I'm going to be brutally honest with you. I, I'm not sold on Florida. What Kentucky did to them, I mean, boof. So I think you know how to beat this team. The coaching staff's known it. They've watched the tape. They understand all of it. They know how to win this football game. you got to go execute in a hostile road environment. They, you know, I, I talked about this on the crossover yesterday. Everybody in Neyland Stadium wants you to lose. They're going to be screaming at you. That's what they're there to do. That's their job as fans, which is, it's great. That's what makes college football so great. Neyland Stadium is a great atmosphere. I highly recommend if y'all haven't been there. I haven't been there. I can't recommend it, but like just people got to get out there and see a ball game. Just like I always say, you got to get to Kyle Field and see a game. You got to go to Tiger Stadium and see a game. There's lots of different venues in the SEC. You have to go at some point, but. This is going to be – I think this is going to be one of the best football games in college football this weekend. Um, it's going to be just an all-around fun football game that the Aggies got to find a way to win. It's hype speech time now, but, I mean, you've let a, foot, you let a football game last week go that really hurt. 
you know, it, it hurt this team. It hurt this coaching staff. It hurt this fan base. Uh, people are hurt. You know, like I said, like the um, the comment with Everydayer that said that, you know, they, they haven't been tuning in because they've been down. Hey, I get it. I'm there with you. It's time to just go make a statement. I mean, you, you've you've dropped a couple games that I think that you were in there. You were in there for these football games. The Miami game, I know people are I, – I, I want that one back for multiple reasons. And then the Alabama game, they tried everything. They tried everything to hand you that football game and you wouldn't take it from them. So – it's frustrating. It is. It's incredibly frustrating. But now is your time to go and make a statement and get a big, a big win over a ranked Tennessee team on the road. You got to go do it. You got to go make a statement. I think if you're able to win this football game, it's going to help. You know, restore perspective on this team. Remind people, hey, Texas A&M is no joke. This is a really solid football team. You got to watch out for this squad. They can beat you on any given day. That is going to do it for another week here on Locked on Aggies. Thanks so much, all y'all everydayers that have tuned in, that have stuck through some losses um, and, and, and are watching the show every day. I really I really do appreciate it, y'all. Um, I know I say it a lot, but it, I mean, you're like I, when I say it, I really mean this. The fact that y'all are watching me every day, it, it means a lot. It, it, it's fun to get to do this and talk about Texas A&M on a day-to-day basis and tell y'all, all about this team. So thanks for all you do tuning into the show. It wouldn't be possible without you. Um, those that aren't subscribed to the show on YouTube, if you can hit that subscribe button, it really helps the show. And um, if you listen on podcast platforms on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, leave a review. That helps the show as well. Thanks so much, like I said, for all y'all do for me on a day-to-day basis. We will have the post-game show coming to you Sunday morning. Got a lot going on Saturday night. Um, covering lots of different things. So we will have the game coming to you, uh, the post-game reaction show coming to you Sunday morning. I will try my very best to get one out Saturday night. I don't like the odds of it happening. I will keep everybody updated on the show's Twitter. Follow the show's Twitter if you don't, at Locked on Aggies, or follow me on Twitter, at Andrew Stefaniak, and I'll keep everybody updated on that when the reaction show will be out, but likely Sunday morning but be ready to go for it. Hopefully excited talking about a big Texas A&M victory. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you for the reaction show. Have a great weekend and we will see you next time.